0: A blessing to be here with you today. Today, I want to direct your thoughts to the Lord. In times of trial, in times of trouble, in times of uncertainty, the natural reaction is fear. And our world and our daily schedules have been completely turned upside down in the last 10 days. But as a Christian, it is our job, it is our duty to focus our sights on the Lord. In just a minute, we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. But we're going to take a minute. I want, to, I want to talk about some of what's going on. You know, As we speak right now, there are people that are running out to stores. They're buying up supplies. They're buying up an abundance of supplies. And then there are people that follow behind them that don't have certain supplies or necessities or even food that they need, even down to something like toilet paper. Also, the world is in a situation where we're afraid and our response is fear. As we watch the news and as we see governments of the world closing borders, restricting travel, uh, restricting people from even leaving their house in certain places except to go to get certain necessities. And as we deal with the threat of this virus, as we deal with this global pandemic that all of us deal with, We all have to take measures. We all have to be realists. We all have to be wise. The Bible calls us to be wise. The Bible calls us to pray for wisdom. But today, my message is not about doom and gloom. My message today is about faith. Today, my message today is about hope. In everything that we do, we have a choice. We can choose faith or we can choose fear. While the world trusts in the economics and while the world trusts an array of other things, each person trusting in their own thing, Christians must, we must trust in the Lord. We must put our full trust and faith in the Lord. As we have our Bibles open to Isaiah, we're going to start in chapter 41 at verse 10. It says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. You know, it's important to notice the first two words there are, Fear not. In fact, in the Bible, Over 300 times there are some sort of words like this put together. Fear not or do not be afraid. It's very important that we understand the impact of those words. You see, fear is a powerful thing because when you are afraid, it elevates certain hormones in our body that cause anxiety. It causes depression. It also, when we have Anxiety and when we have depression, our hormones are elevated in those certain ways. It can even bring on the ability for us to catch extra viruses and diseases. In fact, research has shown over and over again that when we are afraid, we don't think clearly. So, if you're afraid right now, if you are dealing with fear and uncertainty, if you are dealing with anxiety, I must remind you of the words of the Lord. It says, Do not be afraid. I am with you. You know, when we look at faith and we look again at what God told his people, God is never telling his people not to be a realist. God is never telling us to pretend that the threat doesn't exist. What God is telling us is this, that Jesus told us in the world you will find trouble. He says, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So what does it mean to have faith in the midst of trouble? It means that trusting God is ultimately bigger than your trouble. That trusting that God is with you in your trouble. The trusting that God will walk through your trouble with you. Remember it says, I am with you, I will strengthen you, I will help you I will uphold you in my righteous right hand, says the Lord. The question is, is do you believe that? Do you really, really believe that? Because if you do, if you truly, truly believe that, then it changes everything. If you catch yourself in bed at night, laying there, worrying and you can't sleep. Remind yourself of these truths. Remind yourself of these four promises. That I am with you, I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. That is what we are called to be reminded of. You know, there's a story that talks about, there's an event that happened in the Bible that talks about dealing with storms. And it's Mark Mark 4, verse 35. And it says this, On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. That's what Jesus said. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him, And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he, Jesus, was in the stern asleep on a cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke, and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? You see, currently, the world is in a storm. In these verses, Jesus teaches us how to deal with a storm in our life. Whether it's this virus, or after this passes, if it's other things that creep up in your life, that you have to deal with. It teaches us about dealing with a storm in our life. And the very first lesson here, the very first and most important thing is that Jesus was with them in the boat, in the storm. That Jesus was with them in the storm. But just because Jesus is in the boat, just because Jesus was with them didn't mean there wasn't a storm. It meant that Jesus was with them in the storm. Now, some might say, well, surely God wouldn't cause a storm until uh, would let anything happen to his son. And you see, the world, and even the devil, wants us to think that if we're a follower of Jesus, then our life will be easy. In fact, I know a lot of Christians that have said to me, well, I'm a, I'm a Christian now, and I can't believe I still have problems or i can't believe this is happening or i can't believe that's happening you know if people think that being a christ follower means that you won't have problems anymore i would encourage them to go back and to read the old testament and the new testament to read the bible if we take a look at moses moses was god's chosen man to lead his people out of egypt moses was a very powerful man by god's power but he had all kinds of storms that he dealt with. David, take David. David was a man after God's own heart, but he had storms and he lost everything. In fact, he lost everything to a point except his life, but God restored him. God calmed his storm and God was with David. Daniel, Daniel prayed three times a day and he was thrown into the lion's den. But God was with him, and God protected him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they would not compromise on their conviction, and they were thrown into a furnace. But God was with them in the fire, and he protected them. Jeremiah. Jeremiah preached righteousness and was thrown into a dungeon. Paul lived in the jaws of death from the time that he was a converted Christian until he was martyred at the hands of Nero. Paul Peter, Peter was a martyr. He was martyred for his faith. And history tells us that he was crucified upside down and perhaps was the greatest preacher of the entire first century, maybe even of all time. These men were men who served. They served the Lord, but they were still in storms. They still had storms. And even in their deaths, even in their deaths, Christ was with them. If you're a Christian and you're following Christ, the storms will come. You may feel lost. You may even feel like Jesus isn't in the boat. But Jesus is with us. Christ is with us. So I want to take a minute. I want to look at this story. Here is Jesus, and he is in this storm. And the storm came even with Jesus in the boat. And his disciples run to him and they say, Jesus, do you not care that we're going to perish? Have you ever felt like Jesus didn't care? Have you ever felt like God was so far removed from you that that maybe he's not listening? I'm here to encourage you and tell you today that Jesus can hear you. When we call out to him, Jesus hears us. He knows what we need and he hears us. In fact, it's interesting here in this scripture, this is is something that's very profound and something that everyone should take heed of and listen to and think about is this, is that when the disciples came to him, it says they woke him. So there's a storm that's going on, probably lightning, thunder, there's waves and water coming in the boat and the son of God is asleep in the stern. On a cushion. And the storm didn't wake him. The noise of everything that was going on didn't wake him. What woke him? The voice of his followers. That's what woke him. That should tell us something about prayer. That should tell us something about calling out to the Lord in our times of need. Jesus is the Good Shepherd, He hears our voice. He knows his sheep. And sometimes when it appears that he can't hear you, I assure you, Jesus hears you. Here in verse 40, it says, this is Jesus saying, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? I want to remind you today, what drives out fear? Faith faith drives out fear and there's two important lessons to learn here number one is this is that the boat wasn't going to sink with jesus in it the disciples had seen jesus do miracle after miracle but yet they were scared they thought they were going to die a lot of us would say well that's ridiculous why did they think that there's there's the son of god in the boat why would they think they were going to die But I'll remind you of this and ask you this question. Christ, as a Christian, Christ indwells us. How many times have you missed it? It's very important for us to understand and to know Christ is with us. Jesus is with us. We have no reason to fear. Our faith will drive out all fear. He is the ultimate victor. He lives with us. My second point here is that Jesus controls the storm. In fact, last month I was very blessed to be in the Holy Land. My whole family and I were in the Holy Land. And we were on the Sea of Galilee. In fact, we we took a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. and, And it was amazing. We were there with other people and there was actually a, a preacher that was in the boat. He was, he was given a, a great sermon. There was a lot of things that were going on that were, that were great and godly that were happening inside that boat, but my attention kept being drawn away from what was going on in the boat. I kept looking out over the sea, and in fact, the tour guide told us, they said, sometimes there's, there's incredible storms that actually happen on the Sea of Galilee, and of course, we know that by by reading this, but My attention was not, was driven away from what was going on in the boat. It was driven to what was on the sea. And while there wasn't really anything happening on the sea, I was remembering this event. I was sitting there and I was thinking, man, can you imagine, here is this boat. And I'm on a boat, I'm in a boat with a bunch of other people, but they were in a boat and here's the disciples. And I just kept envisioning what was happening. Here's the disciples and there's water coming in the boat and Jesus is asleep in the stern on a cushion. And The rain is pouring down and the wind is blowing and I, I keep having these thoughts and I could see in my mind, I could see here is the son of God. Here is God in the flesh standing up in the boat. And you think about it. A lot of the times when people think about God, they think about God being way out there. Here is God standing up in a boat and the rain is pouring down. And the rain is hitting his face and running off the face of God. And he says, peace, be still. What's next is really interesting. At the end there of verse 39, it says there was a great calm. It doesn't say, The wind died down just a little bit, or it let up enough of the rain that the boat wasn't taking on so much water. It doesn't say any of that. What it says is that then there was a great calm. So I'm here to tell you today when you are following Jesus, that it doesn't matter what storm you're in, when the storm is over, when this virus, when this global pandemic is over, there will be a calm. When your other troubles that you deal with pass, there will be a great calm. In fact, even in our death, when you are a follower of Christ, there will be a great calm because you will be with him. When Jesus is in control, every storm that happens in our life becomes powerless under his power. That is the greatness of our God. And I believe that God, I believe that Jesus used this storm to prepare the disciples for what was ahead of each one of them. Jesus was teaching the disciples something here about fear. He was teaching them and ensuring that each one of them understood about fear, even in their death, that He was with them no matter what. John 15, 19 says, if you were of this world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of this world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Jesus is telling us that we are not of this world. We are set apart. The cares of this world are not our cares. We put our hope in Jesus, we put our faith in Jesus. How many times? I mentioned this before, how many times do we know people that put their hope and their faith in certain things, in their checking account, in their ability to fix things, in their social status? How many of us have seen in the last 10 days, those things completely change? When your faith is in Jesus, you are not movable. He is forever he is worthy of that praise and he is worthy of our faith he is worthy that we put our hope and trust in him in the midst of anything that we deal with if we look back one chapter on john 14 27 this is jesus talking again and this is what he says to us he says peace i leave you my peace i give to you not as the world gives do i give to you let not your hearts be troubled neither let them be afraid jesus is telling us our peace is not of the world our peace is the peace of him he is the prince of peace he tells us don't let your hearts be troubled he has overcome the world he tells us that the world we will find those many troubles but he has overcome that i can't stress that enough Jesus has overcome the world. And I'll close with this. As I mentioned before, we have to be wise. We have to take precautions to keep ourselves and our, our family safe. But that no matter what, we are children of God. And no matter what happens, even if the world completely falls apart, we are in His hand and He has us. We are protected. But when the light shines in the darkest of times, when it is the darkest out there, the light shines the brightest. Right now, there are people in the world that are anxious, they're nervous, they're full of fear. And Christians are like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Church, it is time. We have to let our light shine. We cannot hide anymore we are the hope of the world let me say that again we are the hope of the world we are the hope that many people are looking for it is this hope that we must share with the world When we have put our faith and trust in him, we have to show why. We have to be able to give an answer of why we have put our faith and hope in him. And when we do that, when we ultimately lead by example of putting our faith and hope in him, that is when faith overcomes fear. I actually personally believe at the end of this pandemic, we will see multitudes of people come to believe. I truly believe that. Because many times in our darkest hour, people search for the truth. And many times they search for the light because they don't understand. They're looking for something. As you know, before being a Christian, you were looking for something. You looked for it here and you looked for it there. The only place it can truly be found is in the Son of God. The word of God tells us to write his word on our heart. So today I want you to write these things on your heart. I want you to memorize these things because when you find your mind's wonder, when you feel your feet get sweaty and your breath gets shallow, when fear and worry creep in, remember these verses, remember these, repeat these and think of these that you are not of this world. We are not of this world. Do not be afraid. He has overcome the world. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. Write that on your heart, church. This is our opportunity to be the light of the world. Let your light shine. Please join me in prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that we can have faith. That we don't have to be full of fear. That we can have faith. And we can have faith that makes us bold. Not bold in our own ability. Not bold in what we can do. Bold in you. Lord, I pray that everyone that hears this message has that boldness, has that strength, not on their own strength, but by the strength and the peace that you give them to have that kind of faith. Lord, I pray for the health of everyone listening to this. I pray for the health of their family. Lord, I pray for the governments of the world and the leaders of, these, of this world to make the right decisions that are best for our people and that those decisions be led by you, Lord. I pray for our church. I pray for the church of the world and I pray that Christians everywhere would rise up, that they would be bold, that they would show a reason for their faith and that we as Christians would not show fear. Lord, I pray that you would just please instill that with us, that the Holy Spirit would move through all of us to be bold in you. And I thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today. I pray this message inspires you to live more in faith and less in fear. We look forward to you joining us next Sunday right here.